Psycho 78 12 o'clock Don't be late I said all this horror business My mirrors are black for you You Alright, greetings and salutations My name is Justin Lohr And I'm Lee Madonna And you're listening to the fourth and final part Of Animals Gone Wild on Horror Business Animals Gone Wild I really wanted Liam to fucking somehow involve Earth Crisis, Ultra Militants in here because, particularly with the movies we're dealing with today, we're dealing with uh, 1988 slu- 1988's Slugs and 1972's Frogs. Particularly with Frogs, I do believe that the slogan, Now This War Has Two Sides, applies to Frogs. It's true. I, Frogs is very much a environmentalist film. I guess we could have done this in our eco-terror section. Yes. Um, I mean, not that we'll never do eco-terror movies again, but it's this is one of the ones that uh, it's it feels, even though animals are attacking, it feels more like an eco-terror movie like than a, like an a, like, like, a, like a backlash against the, the heirs of man. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing slugs and frogs today, but before we go any further... Just want to say that this episode is brought to you by. God damn it, I'm not wearing. I was going to wear a, <laughs> a Cinepunk shirt that was printed by LVAC Printing. Lehigh Valley Apparel, Apparel Creations. Creations. That's right. The Lehigh Valley's premier screen printing service where you can get a hat, a t shirt, underwear, beer koozies, and buttons, and anything else you can wrap your head around. If you want your slogan or your design or your whatever printed on it, they will do it for you. You can walk in there and be like, I got this idea for a shirt where there's a guy in a car and he's got three arms, but the third arm is like a wing, but not like a bird wing, more like a pterodactyl wing. If you want that, you can describe that to the artist and they will say, well, if you walk in saying that, they'll probably ask you to leave. But, you know, if you come up with some weird design, they will print it out for you. They will design it and print it out for you. So for all your apparel needs, you can go to www.xlvacx.com. And they will help you. They will guide you through your journey to getting something printed. Like They, they will hook your ass up. They will. Like I understand that if you have an idea for a shirt for your, uh, your corporation or your Little League baseball team or your whatever it is that you do, it's a, it's a, there's like a, you want to get that shirt made, but the terrain is dark. And, Let's say you have a social organization. Social organization. And this social organization gets together and, uh, you know, carries lit items uh, with them at various monuments. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> Don't do this. Not the Chris. <laughs> uh, it is true, though, that we get all of our merch, uh, Cinepunks-related merch, printed there. We also just had the Eric Roberts is the fucking man shirts printed yes. there. So, yeah, uh, check it out. Lehigh, Ver- Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. I'm going to go ahead and say that if you do belong to a social organization that carries lit tiki torches to certain monuments... You can go fuck yourself and That's true. don't give LVAC any of your business. But and let's say you want to make a shirt because you're going to go and oppose these people. If you're going to go kill those people, if you're going to go kill white I like supremacists. like you would kill. Yes. If you were going to go wipe white supremacists off the face of the planet, I 100% endorse going to, not only do I endorse that, I also endorse going to www.xlvacx.com to get a shirt printed that says something like, Nazi punks fuck off or make sure. racists afraid again. Yes. They will guide you through the fucking journey to get that shirt made. I hate mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise. Put, make chicken spicy again. Yes, that would be a good one. I'm into that. Um, 
Have you noticed how on Twitter, I feel uh, this is unfair, but I just feel like in some places where the people are having the conversation about, you know, like in the news, it's all like Antifa is just as bad. Antifa is just yeah, as bad. Yeah, yeah. But then on Facebook, all the punks we know on Facebook are like, Antifa's never really killed any Nazis. I've yeah. killed a Nazi. Yeah. Like, and you're I, like, whoa. Okay. I, okay. It, it, it's it, it's almost like, am I being the centrist in this point? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I want Nazis I want Nazis to die, but then I hear these people saying I'm not hard enough for actually turning that want into a reality. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, I am soft. It's just funny because it's like this conversation on, on I mean, don't uh, to be fair, most people I follow on Twitter are pretty like, you can punch a Nazi and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I go over to Facebook and people are like, punch a Nazi? Why wouldn't you shoot a Nazi? Yeah. They make knives, you know, like just this sort of thing. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, that's right. a whole other level that I don't know what to do with. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit much. So, Justin. Yes, Liam. Which one of us is going to go first about horror stuff we've done lately? I have not done any horror stuff lately. Have you not done anything? You um, usually are the one who I know, has done but something. I mean, I, like I said, I told you before the show, there was... <clears throat> leaf in my hair um that's because you live in the woods i do live in the woods i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a woodsy creature uh i tr- i started to watch transfiguration sure got about 20 minutes in fell asleep not the movie's fault it was late i was tired but i liked what i saw and i'm definitely gonna keep watching it but you haven't watched any other horror stuff i mean because we it's been a while since we recorded horror movies yeah anything worth mentioning uh i started season 12 of supernatural okay uh i current on the strain um the season finale of Game of Thrones had zombies in it. Does that count? Oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Giant zombie uh, dragon... Creatures. Was... Creatures. Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. You know what? I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Fucking Jon Snow is a Targaryen. He's <laughs> a Targaryen. I don't give a shit. Fuck everyone. Uh, Jon John Snow's is a Targaryen. Um, okay, well, for me... You know, uh, I have a few things. I have one thing that's very obviously horror. I, I uh, watched, I'm almost finished. I haven't quite finished it yet, but I've been watching that Cooties movie, which came yes. out a while ago. Yes. Horror comedy. It's got Elijah Wood and Rain Wilson and um, Kenneth the Page from 30 Rock. I don't remember that guy's real name. Uh, although apparently he made uh, uh, Chris Hart, uh, not Chris Hardwick, he made Chris Gethard cry one time and contemplate suicide. I just learned that in Chris Gethard's new Jesus comedy Christ. special. Oh, by the way, if anyone is interested in an hour and 10 minutes on uh, depression and suicide that is still kind of funny, even as it made me cry three times, the Chris Gethard special, Career Suicide, is really fucking good. Like, insanely good and i watched it partly because i I like the chris gethard show and the most recent get was method man okay and method man was like well i had to come on the show after i saw your comedy special like it's not often that someone makes me laugh and i learned something and i was like (laughs) i was like wait a minute method man came on the chris gethard show just because he watched chris gethard's comedy special that's pretty dope i should watch that comedy special and see and then i watched it i'm like oh it's more like a one-man show that has a few parts that are insanely funny, but yeah. it's not a comedy special at all. Um, sorry about that. I got distracted. So, Cooties. You know, I'm, I am have a mixed feeling sometimes when it comes to horror comedies. Sometimes horror comedies are making fun of horror movies. Yes. And sometimes horror comedies are funny, but they don't get 
any of the horror right at all. Or they're scary and they don't get any of the funny. Exactly, exactly. I think this movie is a pretty good balance, but I think it'll appeal more to the casual horror fan. I mean, so what we have here is, uh, and you'll like this, uh, through eating bad chicken, children are infected with something. Oh, really interesting. That makes them like um 28 days later style infected they're not zombies per se interesting but they're infected and this infection kind of spreads at this one school and i guess the the i don't think i'm ruining the movie for you because i think this was in the trailer it only affects people who haven't gone through puberty yet so if you've gone through puberty and they scratch you or they bite you you don't get sick you might get like a flu symptoms but you don't turn into a a creature i i didn't know that but that's actually that actually makes that movie kind of cool because i remember watching it and thinking like how are these how are there adults left? So that's basically what happens is that that it only affects the children, and uh, but the children are not zombies. They have lost much of their motor function, but they can still think a little bit. So, okay. and they do childlike things. So, like after they kill some of the adults, they then play with their bodies like they're dolls. See that that that's that's a little too early two thousands horror for me. That kind oh, of- it's not played for like creepy like look how edgy we are it's played for like i don't want to say laughs because it wasn't laugh out loud funny but it was kind of fun okay okay uh but the whole thing is like these teachers are not you know they're trying to figure out and elijah wood is like this teacher teacher who's like i'm a writer i'm just doing this teaching gig but it's not really true and there's all this stuff but it's it's cute i like rain wilson in it It, I, i don't know i think if you are really looking for like something gruesome it's not there and it certainly wasn't scary for me at all yeah but i thought it was funny and i thought it was well written and i liked the character so i'm gonna go with it's good interesting i i that movie's been out for a minute now hasn't it yeah um one of the things i'm trying to do since i have a shutter this let's just let's just admit that we sometimes viral market for shutter for no money <laughs> at all no one pays us Proud anything. shills for shutter yeah and so Recently, I was like, well, and and no one listening to this is in this camp, but let me just acknowledge that for certain individuals, the whole like, oh, Halloween is almost here thing, like it gets on their nerves. Like they don't like I won't it. name names. But there's some people we both know. Yes. Who've been tweeting about it. Yes. And it's uh, really offensive, actually. There are, okay, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to blow anyone's spot up. I'm not going to say it's people that are directly involved with this and several other podcasts and Cinepunks, but we know people who hate Halloween. Oh, I don't know that. Who hates Halloween? I was I'll talking g- about someone else. I'll give you a clue. Okay. His name rhymes with Reiki Slack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Spiky Clack? Clack, yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't know he hated Halloween. Well, you remember he hates like the whole. Doesn't he hate people who were like it's it's Halloween? Like they. I was talking about Bob Wilson. I'll just name names. Okay, Bob Wilson and Andrew Cordingly, who would never listen to this podcast anyway, so we're fine. But they've been on Twitter shit talking like, uh, like basically what they've been doing is posting pro Halloween things in a tone of posting if you know them. If you yes. didn't know them, you might be like these guys are kind of corny. But if you know them, you know this is for them high satire they think Uh, they're being fucking comedy geniuses right now yeah but here's the thing (sighs) my man andrew accordingly is a fellow twin peaks hater so eat a dick solitude with andrew accordingly 
Solitude? I'm sorry. Solidarity? Solidarity. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. And solitude, because we're the two people on Earth who are standing hard against the horrors. Oh, my God. You're, you're, <laughs> you're an awful human. Let's back this whole thing up to why I was bringing this up in the first place, okay. which is that I get that that's annoying for people, but for me, this transition from summer to September, it has me super bumped. I, I have some form of seasonal whatever, whatever. Basically, when it starts getting cold, I get sad. And fall is okay. It's not the end of the world, but it doesn't make me feel good. Okay. And and this summer was not a great... I mean, I love my baby, and I love that I have a job. But between the job and the baby, I didn't do a single summer. I mean, I went to the pool at time. And if you're obsessed with summer the way I am, you want to be going to the beach. You want to go yes. to the pool. You want to go to an amusement park. I did none of those things. And now here it is. Sep- today is September 4th. I can't even pretend it's still. I mean, of course, meteorologically speaking, it's still summer. Yeah, but it's. But no one is walking around today going, it's summertime. Especially yeah. where we live right now. Like, if you're in LA, you're sweating your balls off or, or your tits off or whatever your. Whatever it is, you sweat off in your world. That's fine. Good I, save there. Good and save. I get that. No, no, no. I get that that's <laughs> your reality. But let me just uh, reveal to you in the Northeast, August 24th, the weather here was like, you know what? The fucking guillotine came down. It was like, you know what? Fall seems like a good... Let's just do fall now. Yeah. And it's just been fall. And now it's in September. It feels like fall. I'm just going to give up and start watching horror movies. Like, again, we have a horror podcast. I watch horror movies all the time. But there's a difference between watching the occasional horror movie and being like, I'm going to try to get a horror movie in a day. You know, like, that's sort of more of the mode I'm in. So I, I log on to Shudder. I realize Shudder kicks ass. I haven't watched that much on Shudder. And I go to Cooties because, uh, well, also it was four in the morning because I was up with the baby. <laughs> and I, I knew I couldn't pay attention to like a slow European John. So yeah, yeah. I put cooties on and it worked. It was upbeat. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of what I'm watching with the baby lately is like Moana or Wreck-It Ralph or things that are like bright and loud. Shit yeah. That really works with her. But, uh, but occasionally I just put a hard movie on or whatever I want to watch and she, I play with her and I kind of watch it, you know, so, uh, that went on way too long. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me just finish with the other horror, the other things I've did that I think are worth mentioning. I also, went, real quick before you finish this, I realized I did do something very horror related, and I can't believe I skipped over it. But you, you went to finish. Monster Mania. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, let me just say then I went to the Lethal Ladies Weekend yes. at the Mahoning Drive-In. I haven't been able to go. Speaking of summer things, I haven't gone to the Mahoning as much as I would like, but I was able to go on Friday night, and I saw. Uh, Miss 45, and I saw um, Angel. I didn't stay for Lady Terminator, which I think would have definitely fit within horror, um, but I just couldn't. It was too late. I was tired. Yeah. And then I ended up having to get up early with the baby, so I couldn't do it. But I love Miss 45. It's a great movie if you've never seen it. And I had never seen Angel before. I didn't know anything about it. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, if you like sleazy movies, if you like a movie that's about a teenage hooker, and her cross-dressing best friend who then make jokes like they're in like a 50s family comedy. I mean, the movie's about Angel and this psycho killer who, yeah. who is like killing all these prostitutes. So it's like not, it's grimy. It's a grimy, grimy movie except for all of the comedy beats are like, <laughs> you're just like how is this the jokes in this movie it's so cornball and then it's like you know angel's like you know, i'm just sick of this killer guy killing all my prostitute friends i'm just gonna steal this giant gun 
that my lesbian landlady has, and I'm just going to go uh, see if I can shoot this guy. And then it's like, you know, she's just chasing him around, shooting it, and it's like a it's like a dirty, hairy, you yeah. know, John. She's out there with this, you know, what I don't know what the name of that. What is that? Colt? So it was a, no, no, no. It was a, a, a Magnum. Magnum 45. Yeah. She's got a forty-five Magnum. She's a little, this girl looks like she's like 12. I mean, I know the actress is like 25, but she looks like a little girl. Yeah. And she's running around with this giant gun. And the dude, the psycho killer trying to hide has just dressing like a Hare Krishna. So it's basically a prostitute chasing a Hare Krishna with a with a Magnum. It's pretty great actually. That sounds awesome. It's yeah. actually a really fun movie. It's just it's what I like about it is it's trying to be a much more disturbing movie than it is. Gotcha. It's trying to be so edgy Gritty. and then it's like not and it's kind of goofy, but there are parts that are like super crazy. When did that come out again? I think that's like an 84. Gotcha. Yeah, 84. Okay, so uh, those are things I did. I also today, you know, it's Labor Day today. Um, I took some time off. I definitely did some work today, but I took some time off. And I went and saw The Big Sick, not horror-related, but I really liked it. And I don't know when I'm going to record for Cinepunks again, so I figure I'll say it here. Hey, if you like uh, touching comedies, Big Sick is great. I, it was so good. Who, who did that? Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, okay. And okay. Emily Gordon, his wife. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, it's sort of... Uh, a telling of their life, but they obviously traumatize it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't watch any horror movies, but I did, um, I did attend the August monster mania. Um, I was able to go, I went Friday and Sunday. Um, I went Friday with a friend of the podcast, Greg Chrisman, because he has a room full of like RoboCop memorabilia. Oh, wow. Like my man is a RoboCop super fan, like has the, uh, OCP tattoo symbol symbol tattoo in the back of his leg like dude loves RoboCop um, so he he's not like a horror convention person so I was like Greg you want to you know he lives in Philly I was like let's go see uh, let's you can go meet Peter Weller so um, he got to meet Peter I did not meet Peter Weller I mean I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars to get just an autograph not a, a photo taken with him I'm sorry Peter Weller I'm sure you're perfectly nice but um, I did get to meet Jeffrey Combs. Which is great. Shout out to Jeff Tebow for getting us the bumper. Uh, Jeffrey Combs was amazing. We briefly talked about Necronomicon. Um, got to meet Daniel Harris. That was pretty cool. Got to meet Pollyanna McIntosh. Oh, be still my heart. She's so amazing. I just gushed over her. She, she, she liked my tattoos. That made my, my heart melt even more. Got to meet Ethan Embry. Oh, Ethan amazing Embry. Amazing human being. Such a good dude. Such a great guy. Um, did you admit to him you never saw Cheap Thrills? I did. You motherfucker. Actually, no, I didn't, no. You motherfucker. We, I mean, I, we just talked about, like, uh, you know, Devil's Candy and uh, the Coscarelli short. Um, sure. You know, incident on and off a, a, a mountain road. Um, it was cool. I did, oh, I saw you know, Bill Mosley again. That was great. Um, also did the, uh, the It float VR experience. Oh, how was that? Not that great. Oh, no. But only because, like, VR... I mean, it was like ill-fitting, you know, equipment. Like, it was fine. You know what I mean? Like, I spent most of the time, like, in the end when you're in its layer, like, looking around, like, oh, am I going to see a missing poster for, missing child poster for Betty Ripsom or some other stupid shit from the book that's not going to make it in the movie. But, um, yeah, Monster Mania is great. Uh, so I hand, handed out a bunch of flyers, a bunch of pins, a bunch of stickers. Um, you know, got to hang out with Jeff Tebow for a little bit. That's always a fucking blast. What up, Tebow? Um eternal shout out to jeff tebow for everything he does um so yeah if you talk to me there and you're listening to this because of that what's going on 
Um, Why'd it take you so long, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I take that back. How do you fucking not know who we are already? Um, Brandon Strong. So, yeah, I guess I'm not really... I've really done... I, that, that, that's literally all I've done in, in, in horror. Like, I, have, I haven't even gone... The only movie I went to recently at, at all in the theaters was I went and saw the 4K version of uh, Terminator 2. Which is cool. Which is... Yeah, I mean, it definitely... Uh, it's neat, but... Like horror is, I don't know. I just I, I watched. I feel it, right now is not the time. No, 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 no. I no. feel like horror season starts for us on Thursday. Yes, yes. We're gonna go see the. We're gonna go see it together. Yes. We got tickets together. That's so we're beautiful. Gonna, we're gonna hold hands. Yes. It's gonna be great. No girls allowed. I've <laughs> I've already had the movie a little bit ruined for me. Ah. Uh, because some folks went to go see it. We won't name names. Ron I know Jen. I will I will one hundred percent name names. Uh because they didn't intentionally ruin it for me. It's just I edit the podcast. And the f- gentleman in the mandate, John Wren, and his guest who also founded the mandate but is not on the show anymore, Josh Alvarez, they saw it, they submitted their episode. Who has to edit that episode? My man Liam O'Donnell. Fucking me. So I know everything that happens in the movie. Now, technically, we all know everything that happens in the movie, but it's different to like hear them discussing it and talk about what yeah, works. Yeah, I've heard. I, 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 I read a little bit of a, not a spoiler so much, but um, we're going to be talking. We're actually doing an episode soon, like next week, or we're going to be recording it with John Wren and my man Brandon Foley from Black Sun Dispatches. So we'll talk about the movie in depth there. Um there was an issue when it earlier came out that me and John actually kind of got into in a rare display of uh, good sportsmanship between the two of us. I mean, I love John, but he and I are often, we butt heads. I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> so one of the things was Andy Muschietti had revealed that, you know, the difference in, in my version of it, is that what Andy Muschietti sounds like, is that Bill doesn't know his brother's dead. He's just missing. So that led a lot of people like, yo, if, if fucking Georgie turns up alive, that's fucking bullshit. I read in a review that Georgie is very, very, very much dead. Like someone said, like the scene where Georgie gets killed is one of the most gruesome scenes they'd ever seen in a film. So, but that's, I don't really count that as a spoiler because, you know, like I, I have a fucking it tattoo. I know sure. that George Denbro dies. Well, and I will say this is part of my frustration as a podcaster and just some behind the scenes for those of you who don't know. When you get to see a movie in advance, the studio tells you this is when you get to talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is still under embargo, but I've seen reviews go up. Now, we have a podcast episode that's actually pretty good that, you know, talks about the movie. I had a review. It's not ready to go yet, but we have a review that could go up. But there are rules, and I feel like other outlets are ignoring those rules. Yes. I've seen reviews go up, and it's supposed to be embargoed till Wednesday. And yet I've seen other... So then I'm like, do I also break the rules so I can be on the cutting edge or do I not? I mean, to be fair, the re- the, the quote-unquote review that I read wasn't like... It was more just like... It was actually just a tweet, the guy saying, anyone worried that... Well, like, and social media is not embargoed yes. as of this weekend. So yeah. that's fine. But I've seen I've seen published reviews go up that I'm like... See, I haven't. There's no way that that's okay that you're yeah. doing that. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it more. You'll hear our opinions on it soon. Uh-huh. Um, and like I, I've been posting like crazy on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I also have to call bullshit on you. Why? Because you have watched some horror. Two horror movies, in fact. Frogs and Slugs, what we're talking about today. Do, 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 do. Why do I keep making that song? That doesn't, because it's in Slugs when the cops pull up to the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
real quick before we get to the rest of these movies, I just want to say um, you p- probably won't hear this before the movie comes out. Um, but if you have any thoughts whatsoever on it, good or bad, I really I don't. I mean, if you disagree, if you think the movie's going to suck, I have a feeling I'm going to like it. If you think the movie sucks, send us an email. You know sure. how to get a hold of us. Contact yeah. message us on, on on Instagram, on Twitter. Just send us your thoughts. Any any way the movie affected you, the book, whatever. Just send us your thoughts. Um, yeah, write a postcard, mail it. Just write horror yeah. business on it. It'll yeah, get, just it'll, it'll, get, it'll get there. Yeah, um, yeah, because I we 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 want to interact. Um, For the most part, I mean, some of you people seem really weird. I don't know. Yeah, I mean those 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 girls out and out the final finale girls finale girlies them finale them goyles. finale goyles. Uh, I I I was gonna say the horror show. I I left them a review on iTunes that I I hope that they respond to. Yo, for real, not to get too bogged down in inner horror podcast. Actually, I'm not even gonna. But you'll know you'll you, you we, we both saw it on Twitter, Paul and Joe. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was that was good. Um, also, those guys are doing something cool. Go to IHateHurricanes.com. They're doing a little benefit for the Hurricane yes. Harvey thing. So just yes. shout out to them real quick. It's yes. a cool thing. It's self-explanatory. Just go there and check it out. Um, I guess we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk about 1988's uh, Spanish American production. Slugs. <laughs> Freddy Krueger here, a.k.a. Robert England, and you're listening to Horror Business. Don't talk, just listen. Under the black sun there is no hope. Only mystery, wonder, and danger. Black Sun Dispatches on the Cinefunks Podcast Network. that had never known evil until now. But 20 years ago, in the stillness beneath these waters, something happened. And now, its deadly spawn has been released. Coming up from the depths, out into the light. Slugs. First, they got into the water system. Now, they'll get into your system. They ooze. There's something down there that's killing people. They slime. We got a new dead body showing up every ten minutes. They kill. We're dealing with a mutant form of slug here, a kind that eats meat. It has three or four rows of teeth. Don't turn on the tap. <coughs> Don't go in the basement. No, get out of it! Steer clear of the sewers. And whatever you do. Don't make out while your parents aren't home. Slugs. It may be the most shocking movie you will ever see. Slugs. And we are back to talk about 1988. 
crawlingly good movie, Slugs. Is it crawling? No, good? it's no way good. <laughs> There's nothing. <coughs> uh, released on February 5th, 1988, written and directed by Juan Pequer Simon, who also directed Journey to the Center of the Earth, The Supersonic Man, Beyond Fear, Pieces. The pod people. Don't, don't say it like you're above pieces. I'm not. I'm looking at you being like, what's up, man? He directed pieces. That's your fucking movie. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was, that that was, that's how that was. The pod people, Cthulhu Mansion and The Rift. And you did a little Lovecraft there. I just I completely fucking skipped over that somehow. Uh, it was based on the 1982 novel of the same name by Sean Houston. Why the fuck would a guy write a book about these? What novel? Like, I don't, okay, I'm just... I'm going to stop the fucking introduction in its tracks and say, why was this novel written? Why was it made into a movie? Who the fuck published that novel? Okay, hold on, hold on. This just seems like shit talking until you describe what is the movie, and thus we can make the novel. Okay. So someone might tell us, if you've read the novel and you want to let us know that the movie is not a good representation of the novel, hit us up, because we'd like to know. Actually, you know what? Um... Don't do that because I'm not comfortable with someone being like, I'm not comfortable talking to someone who is going to defend the merits of the novel Slugs versus the movie. I am totally, you can hit me up personally. Fine, do that. I want to know about it. Do that. Liam Rules at Instagram. What is is the plot of Slad Instagram? (laughs) Don't Instagram Um, me, actually. Uh... Starring Michael Garfield, who was in The Warriors, Take My Daughters, Please, Empty Nest, The Sopranos. Law and Order, and this is the great part. He was in Law and Order SVU. He was in Law and Order Criminal Intent, and he was in the straight up Law and Order as three different characters. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes total sense. Lots of people do Law and Order, though. That's a thing. I'm not. No, there's nothing wrong with doing Law and Order, but three different characters on three different. I mean, I'll tell you someone else who's done that. I'll give you a hint. His first name is Eric, and his last name is <laughs> Roberts, and his middle name is fucking. Gotcha. I know that guy. Also starring Kim Terry, who was in General Hospital, Dynasty, and Rushmore. Philip McHale, who was in One Life to Live and Dark Angel. And Alicia Moreau, who was in The Exterminators of the Year 3000, Velvet Dreams, and Hot Blood. Don't laugh at The Exterminators of the Year 3000. I'm not. I'm just... And also San Diego Alvarez, who was in Star Night, Siesta, and Concha Cuetos, who was in Extraterrestrial Visions. Now, I copy and pasted that from IMDb. It's not extraterrestrial, one word. It's like extra terrestrial visitors like oh there's like some terrestrial visitors there's more than we expected <laughs> they're extra just regular visitors like you know like well if i come by with like john carlo he is an extra terrestrial visitor okay and o- then oh okay and Justin. then john battaglia who was in uh slugs <laughs> it won a goya award for special effects and i uh, that is they uh the goyas are apparently a cinematic award for spanish filmmaking I don't know what the budget was. I don't fucking care. Oh Let's my talk gosh. about this movie. You're so so much so much animosity. Right no, I'm now. I'm actually I don't I'm like super excited to talk about this movie because this movie was like this movie was bad in a way that I was comfortable with, and I was like super excited. It wasn't bad as in like it wasn't bad the way that like I don't know. Um, Annabelle creation. No, because that wasn't like terrible. I'm trying to think of a movie that's bad that I was like, why did I fucking watch this? Oh, you watch a lot of those kind of movies. Dead Shadows, which is on, oh, which is on Shutter right now. That that movie was like, why the fuck did I? Why did this movie get made? This why, movie, why don't you walk through people through what this movie is about? So the plot of this movie is that there's this. Okay, so the we open up and we're like on a boat. And there's a guy and a girl and they're a boat. They're fishing, and the guy's like fishing and he's got his like feet in the water, and this is like a a reoccurring theme in this movie. 
the acting in this movie is terrible. It's really bad. It's very bad. And I don't I, I don't mean like bad as in like uh like Nick Cage over the top bad. Like Nick Cage, like, have you ever heard the song Rocket Man? You're the rock. I mean, th- this is just like this is like terrible acting from a director who was like didn't know when to make him do it again. So this opening scene, this guy and his girlfriend, they're on the boat fishing, blah, 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 blah. Um, she starts getting undressed because it's 1988 and we're watching a horror movie. And the fisherman is like, the fisherman is like, like, she's like, ooh, we're going to go swimming. And she's like, take, she got her, her panties on. And this guy's like, there's something slimy down there in the water. I don't like it. And then, of course, he gets pulled in and killed. And, you know, he raises his hand out of the water and his hand gets pulled down. Um, that's never explained. I mean, I'm assuming we're led to believe it was the slugs that killed this man. I don't know how, because we're not dealing with like gigantic slugs. We'll figure that out. We'll, we'll get to going. it. We'll get Just to it. Going. So then, like, um, we're introduced to Mike, who is a health person with the government, and Don, who is a sanitation person with the government, and they are. In, we're, 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 we gradually find out that there is a plague of slugs in this town. A lot of people start dying though. There's start a dying. lot of bodies. Before they figure out it's Before, yeah. slugs, and I'll I'll give this movie. Uh, so so eventually they realize that there's this there, there, there are these mutated slugs because there was like a like a to- of course there was a toxic waste dump there and they just built they just built over the dump yeah which is and like it, not actually that's actually the most believable part of the film yeah yeah like so and like so in, in, instead of like in real life when animals come in contact with toxic waste they fucking die we're led we're we're, we're there the result is mutated slugs. You don't know. There might be mutated slugs. There might be. I don't know. You're right. I'm talking out of my ass. Now, when we say mutated slugs, I don't mean like you're probably thinking like, man, these like giant slugs are on a rampage, aren't they? They're not giant at all. Nope. They literally took normal, everyday garden slugs. It's an invasive species, actually. They're actually from Australia. They're called black slugs. Um, and I'm sorry, they're from Europe. They're actually invasive to North America. I mean, to be fair, these particular slugs we're led to believe are slightly larger. Yeah, but they're still not like they're like what? Would four, three to four inches, yeah. six at the very most. So, uh, so it's like <laughs> they're, they're they're creepy, but they're not like oh look at this big yeah, slug. They're not like they're not these like massive slugs. They're not particularly fast moving. Like, and that that's that's it's it's gonna be a theme in this movie. Is that I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get this out of the way right now. With a lot of animal horror movies, it like you don't have to make a series of increasingly holy shit. There's a, f- a print at the First Unitarian Church for floor in Liam's basement, and there's a slug on it. I just realized that there's a yep. purple slug looking at yep. me. He's friendly though, or they're they're friendly. I don't want to misgender them. They're they're very friendly looking. The slugs in this movie are not friendly. Um, but the theme the, the theme in a lot of animal attack movies is like. The animals are a threat on their own. You know, like in Jaws, the whole thing is that there's like a beach and people are swimming and it doesn't, there doesn't, there's, there's not like this increasingly weird series of logical events to put people in the, the, the threat of the animals. Like in Razorback, the Razorback was just there. Or like in Orca, they put themselves in the, in, in the way of, of, of this animal. The problem with- To be fair, this is slightly more believable than Orca. Yeah. <laughs> he does blow up a village. Yeah. <laughs> And is possibly a supernatural being. But, like, I actually have this written down. The problem with this movie is that the animals in it, they're not a threat on their own. They're not like in frogs, how there's, like, alligators and fucking turtles and, and, and tarantulas, which are, like, sneaky and stealthy and they creep up on you. These slugs, they're so fucking, they're not fast. They're so fucking slow. And they just show up. And 
the, the like the best scene in this movie is when this guy and this girl they're they're like they're like they're fucking they're fucking in the bedroom. You would think that's the best scene. No, because I think that I'm that just, that I'm actually had the best special just, effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the girl like gets up, and there's all these there, there's like thousands of slugs on the floor, and the problem I have with that is like. I have had sex several times in my, oh my life. Where are you okay, going, I'm going with this? I have never had sex. How is, uh, I have never had sex long enough or good enough to not notice the entrance of thousands of slugs. Like it must have taken these slugs an hour to get up the stairs into the fucking bedroom and in mass wait. So you've never had sex for an hour. I mean, <laughs> look, <laughs> look, look, all I'm saying is this. If I was having sex, and all of a sudden, I fucking was like, looked over, and there was just, there was a slug on the floor. I would be like, all right, hang on a second. No, let's say there's five. I'll let one slug slide. I'm a little, little weird, but it's not much. There are thousands of fucking slugs on the floor. Like, I don't know what situation, like, every situation that these people get in where the slugs attack them, it requires this insane leap of logic. Like, this guy is like, they're like, fuck it. And then the girl gets up and all of a sudden she's being devoured. It's pretty cool too. It's like the raft from the fucking creep show too. Just being devoured by these slugs. And this dude is like on the bed like helpless. You see a bit too much of his naked body, which whatever. But then he gets killed. And But the whole thing is, is like every single death, every single death results in a chain of events that I, 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 I can't commit to. Like I'm willing to suspend disbelief. I'm willing to suspend that uh, an orca is attacking a boat because it feels wronged. I'm willing to suspend there's a giant fucking shark. I'm willing to suspend disbelief there's a giant pig. There's an alligator in a sewer. I'm okay with all of that. But the slugs are not threats. They're too fucking slow and too small. Even if, like they do in this movie, they have cat teeth, which they do for some reason in this movie. It, it was just, that was the thing with this movie, is like every single scene where the slugs were attacking someone, not their parasitics, the parasitic worms that live inside the slugs, which I'm going to get to in a second, which I actually thought was pretty cool. But every time where the slugs are attacking someone, it's done in a way where you're like, how the fuck did that just happen? Like, where did they come from? Yeah, I think... I think you are almost there. Okay. Well, because I think you're getting too caught up on some things. But I, I, it's, it's not that you couldn't have a scenario where slugs are threatening. But this movie doesn't do the work to explain just the logistics. There are there are a number of situations where the slugs kill people. And if I'm to believe that that person is in danger because it's like a lot of slugs. Yeah. Then I could get into that. I could be like, okay, you know, it's a slug attack. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But there are a number of scenarios where the slugs kill people and it's not clear that they have the time or ability to like swarm that person. That's what I'm saying. And and And... And I don't have a problem with that in general. Like, we could write... I think you could tell a story in which slugs are the bad guys. In a jungle or a cave or something like that. Yeah, in this movie, there's just not enough effort put in to explain it. Like, it's just like, you see a slug come out of the sink, and you see a guy go to sleep on a couch, and then all of a sudden, that dude it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. All the slugs, the slugs ate him, and... The amount of work you have to do as an audience member to believe that there's that, and especially since, again, like you were saying, the slugs, the, the slugs sort of are threatening in two ways. One is they have these 
uh, parasites inside of them, these worm parasites, and they come out in other scenarios. But the other is that they have mouths with teeth. Now, if I'm to believe that these slugs exude acid. Yes, yes. Then I would be like, cool, they're acid slugs. Or that this, there's some other mechanism. But we see a slug mouth. The slug has what is not actually a very intimidating row of teeth at all. Two teeth. Like cat literally, teeth. It's like, like, a, like Again, a, you'd have to be afraid of cats. Yeah. You would literally have to be like, well, cats are terrifying. Yeah. So the idea of a smaller, slower version of a cat <laughs> is like terrifying to me. Like, And again, that's not even just critiquing it on a fear level. Because I think some people could have a response to this movie on the visceral slugs are gross. If you think slugs are gross... Like, just seeing a slug grosses you out. Don't watch this movie. Let me tell you, a pile of slugs, which there are multiple shots. I think it's the same shot they use it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, but yeah. it's like a mass a mass of slugs. As someone who has no fear of slugs at all, that made me uncomfortable. I'm going like, to say, I, was I, like, I, I, I ate a whole pizza in the course of watching this movie. I was unfazed by this, and I'm afraid of everything. So that right. just, that testifies. But, to but, like, you, but you see what I'm saying? I think you could have a visceral response to that. But, yeah, it's but the logical work of how... That shot of those slugs equals this person's dead. In fact, I would say that one scene that you brought up is the best because they're naked. Like that's the yeah part, yeah yeah yeah. That's the only reason it's scary because you're like, ooh, he's gonna have to step on the slugs and they're gonna start biting. Him. Exactly. And it's like I think like I get that, but but I I, I don't think um, I don't think it would be impossible to write that story. I also I'm less worried about. The logistics of them getting there, like that, like okay, I can believe that they're having such passionate sex, which we see some of it, and doesn't seem that passionate. It, but, it seems really weird. Yeah, it's actually super awkward. But let's assume that that's a real thing, and then there's all these slugs. That's fine. It's more like other scenarios, like where it's not. And can I be honest? It feels to a real extent in this movie they're conflating slugs and leeches. Yes, I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, the guy in the boat, and he puts his legs in the water, and then he's apparently eaten by slugs. How many slugs were down there that pulled him down? It's not like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. Or even towards the end, there's a scene where there's like a pool in the sewer, and the slugs, I guess, are all in this thing. Yeah. And the guy falls in, and again, I'm like, you know, I'm not a slug expert. And I believe they're attracted to moisture, but I don't think they like swim in pools of yeah, water. They, they're they, not, they, they, they drown. They're like, not fish. Terrestrial <laughs> slugs will drown if you put them in water. So like that's th- that whole aspect of the film doesn't make sense. I also think like uh, the the you know not to spoil it for you, but um, the the it sort of climaxes. So they discover you know the slugs are in the sewer, and what are they going to do? And they're trying to do. And by the way, this is the other way that the movie doesn't work. And then this way, it's similar to Piranha. Once you set up that we're infested with slugs in the sewer, you've actually created a scenario in which there's no good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was my thing with Piranha. Like, I love Piranha. It's certainly better than slugs. Oh, my God. But when they finally figure out how to get rid of the Piranha, you're kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, you clearly wrote yourself into a hole because there's actually no way to kill all the Piranha. Yeah. So, but you left yourself open for a sequel, so I get that. Yeah. With slugs, it's like, they're all in the sewers. There's so many in the sewers. They're killing everybody. I guess we'll... Blow up the fucking town. Just blow up the sewer. <laughs> and how we're we gonna do? We'll just inject. What, what did they put? Lithium down? Or what is the? What are the? Like, it's like it. It. it it's. It's a. It's like I, liquid I, lithium. It's. It's something like lithium sodium or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah, it yeah, reacts yeah. explosively with water. So we're just gonna pour a chemical into the sewer that explodes on contact with water. That'll take care of it. Yeah. And if you, if, I don't know if you guys know this, but there is a lot of water in the sewer, and the sewer connects the town. 
And we've already established, by the way, not that this plays out in the movie, but we've already established that the pieces of slugs are still not exactly not dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, one of the one of the grossest parts. Let's let's say so. Uh, one of the things I liked about this movie is long before anyone figures out what's going on, where you have bodies. We actually have a lot of bodies. Yeah. Considering like a lot of these movies, people figure out it's a giant alligator or it's a whatever pretty early on. But this movie's like no one knows. They're just finding these you know eaten up bodies and they're like what is going on why is this so at some point a slug makes its way into a salad yeah as they're wont to do because they're vegetarians yeah. and it, it looks it looks like there's a uh, well and that's the other thing we've just established these are the only meat eater slugs and he's like ooh lettuce yeah, I need, like, to, and I need what, to clear my bowels. They, they even go out of their way like there's a fucking there's like a like a, a doctor scientist at university who just makes up a bunch of shit about these. He's English, so he's like, slugs have four to five rows of teeth, which they fucking don't. Nope. And then they're like, he, they typically eat vegetables, but sometimes they eat, they eat, uh, you know, they're predatory, they're carnivores, which again, they're fucking not. Yeah. And yeah, the slug makes its way into a head of lettuce. It does. And this woman proceeds to make the most boring salad of all time. She just chops up some ice lettuce, lettuce and just here gives it to her fucking husband. It looks like licorice salad. <laughs> It's disgusting. Like, so the dude eats a slug, and you would think, like, okay, well, that's gross, but it was a bit salty. Okay. But this is where the blood parasites come into play. So apparently, in slugs, again, did you do research? I did, and it's, it's actually, it actually is true. So yeah. in slugs, there are these parasite worms that live in slugs. Which, by the way, that's so gross. Slugs are gross enough, but then they're carrying wormy yeah. parasites. So here's the part that's ridiculous, but it also works. So the guy eats the slug. Then he doesn't feel good, obviously. Yeah. For a while. He goes to a meeting. He finds out that he's made the deal of the century yep. at the meeting. And then these uh, blood spare sites explode out of his face. And it, what is, I will fully admit, an awesome fucking scene. Let's go ahead and say that we read about this movie that it had won the Goya Award for special effects. Yes. Before some of the deaths had started to happen. And we thought, well, it's stupid. It's just shots of slugs. It's literally just like, it, it, it's like there's, there's one scene where the main character, uh, Mike... His uh, he's like, um, his wife is a teacher, who um, that's another thing is like, this is a not a accurate portrayal of kids. Like, there's like a subplot involving like teenagers being like, the teen like a teenager a student calls this woman to her face the wicked bitch of the north. Oh no God. student would get away with that. Not even in the fucking 80s. Not even today. Right. If I, was a, if I was a teacher and some kid said that, they'd get fucking dealt with. So she's like, I'm going to go upstairs and you can join me. He's like, I'll be right up. And then he goes up there and then she's all like laundry out and they're, you know, ugh, whatever. And then it pans over to the window because we don't need to see this guy fucking. And there's just slugs on the window. Like watch voyeuristic slugs. I don't know what they're doing. Sure. Like, but it's just like that was the like every time. It was literally like every time they would show the slugs, it would just be like, or the slugs attacking someone, they would show the slugs doing something, just like crawling somewhere. They would show a person like laying down or putting themselves in a vulnerable position. They would show close up of the slug and they would show the person reacting like, ah, with like obviously fake slugs all over them. So at that level, it's like, how did this win an award? Yes. But then this scene where this guy's face explodes. It explodes. It's so. It's like something out of a Stuart Gordon film. It's so like, it like, it, you know what it reminded me of? Yeah. In season one of The Strain, the worms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they yeah, would yeah, show, yeah, yeah. that's what it reminded me of. Like I don't like, th and it was all practical effects in this movie. So I don't know if they use like actual like creepy crawly like funky worms, but it's it's really disgusting when this and in the middle of a of a like a fancy restaurant, he's like drinking a thing of wine. 
And then he starts like bleeding out of his nose and he's like, I don't feel very good. So he goes to the bathroom and he comes back and they toast. And all of a sudden he's just like screaming and like clawing at his head, tips over backwards and his fucking head explodes. And there's just worms everywhere. Now, when I first saw the worms, I didn't know. we They don't tell you about the parasites until after this dude's face explodes. When his face explodes, I was like, how is this related to slugs? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand those, are, those are worms. Right those aren't slugs. What's going on? And I will say it is a little bit of a logical jump because, again, the slugs are not actually that much bigger than normal slugs. Like, they try to play it out like these are the biggest fucking slugs you've ever seen. But it's they're not that big. And so the idea that in eating a piece of one of these slugs, yeah. he now has enough blood parasites to explode his face open. And the worms are really big. So if you worry about the logic of it, it doesn't work. But... It's such an effective, you know, sort of look, and it happens there. Other people's faces don't explode, but you see those worms later. They're always so gross. I never really found myself until after the movie's over thinking, like, why were the worms so big? The worms are way bigger than the slugs. That literally didn't occur to me till just now when you said that. Like, <laughs> that's uh, maybe that's just because the rest of this movie is such a pile of shit. I was like, oh, cool, one cool thing about this movie. I, okay, let me let me just let's 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 do this, and this happens sometimes. I'm learning that I, when we started this podcast, <laughs> I thought Justin would be the true believer and I would be the cynic. And we would watch a movie and Justin would be like, I just love this movie so much because I love horror and horror is the best thing ever. And I'd be over here like, I don't know, it's kind of shitty. I don't really like it. Hmm. But what I noticed is that um, I actually like more trashy movies than Justin does. And he's being very nice to me. And we're watching some trashy movies that I want to watch. I'm not nice, but thank you. Uh, he just did. You know, these are not all the movies we've reviewed lately are movies that you would have chosen, per se. But they're fun. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But what I'm saying is, I will now play my role when we watch a movie like this and defend the movie just briefly. And I will defend it in the following ways. One, this is a definitely an international production. Not all these people, I think, speak English very well. Parts of it are dubbed. Or at all, for that matter. Parts of it are dubbed. The, the dialogue, if any of you have watched a foreign production in English, you know that sometimes the writing does not represent the way that Americans actually speak. Not and, even close. And sometimes it's not just off in what they're saying, but it's the emotional tone is off. And I, I would actually, if I was a linguist, I would actually do a study of this, of like, why is it sometimes European, when Europeans write in English for American actors, right? They have these phrases that you would hear in a movie, but they've put them together in ways that doesn't make sense. Like someone would say this in a movie, but no one would say this at this point exactly, in this movie. Yeah. And it, it ends up making, it, it actually, there are parts of this movie that if you were really focusing on what people were saying, it feels absurdist. It feels like fucking rubber or wrong or something. Like people are saying sentences that just don't make sense there, 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 in that context. There's there's one scene where um, Mike is talking to, uh, I don't know. Okay, no, there, 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 there is this scene, ready? So this medic is talking to um, the sheriff. The sheriff is amazing in this movie this dude is like the the most fucking hostile human being ever um he tells this guy to do something and the guy says sure sheriff the following dialogue is word for word the sheriff says don't sure sheriff me unless you know that you're sure and the guy says i'm sure that i'm sure sheriff and he says you better be dobbs or i'll shove my boot so far up so far up your butt you'll need a tow truck to get it out i get what he's trying to say but no english-speaking human being would ever talk like that 
And this is the the whole movie is like the kids talking to each other, the couple talking to each other, all the moments, like even in the sewer where they're like in a panic, none of the dialogue quite works and they're doing the best they can. So I, I, I mean, I think that's part of like why the movie comes off as bad. There's also a part where, uh, where Mike or Don is about to go down the sewer because this old lady calls up and she's like complaining about something and she also says, I'm not on welfare. I pay my taxes because like they took like an hour to get there, whatever like that. And then Don is about to go down in the sewer and he's like, hey, you want to come down with me? I have an extra suit in the back. And he's like, well, I'll just come down. He's like, no, you got to put a suit down in there. And he says, there's more methane down there than there are on some of the planets. The planets, not like Mercury or Pluto or some fucking planet like the planets. Like, you, you, I mean, that's what like a, a non-English speaker obviously wrote that line. I mean, I, I don't want to insult non-English I'm not, I'm not. That's not an insult. I'm saying... But no, yes, I agree. Yeah. That, that I think that's the... And so, okay, so there's issues here with the script that I don't... I, I You know, it comes from that place. I, I will say, though, that between the effectiveness of some of the special effects, which it, when you first start watching this movie, you really will think, like, this is going to be a total cornball, whatever. But there are some special effects that are weirdly well done in this movie. Yes. Just really effective. I think that combined with the fact that um, it doesn't play games. Sometimes a movie like this, uh, these kind of animal attack movies, waste a lot of time. I will suggest that this movie is actually has a lot of momentum that it like yeah. just gets going and then it's just bam 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 slug attack slug attack. I slug mean, attack. the first scene doesn't really make any sense because it doesn't really connect with the rest of the movie. It it actually felt tacked on. It doesn't it even feel like in the right town. No, no, it doesn't because there's there's not even a suggestion when you see the map that there's a lake in that town. Exactly, but like from the second like it opens up and we see an old guy who's drunk. And within two minutes, he's in his like dilapidated house. He, he like tries to eat a slice of pizza out of a pizza box, and he's like, "This is shit's disgusting." And he just throws it down in the basement. Just throws the pizza. Which into the there's basement. a whole pile of trash down there. And then like he lays down on the couch, and the second he lays down on the couch, he gets attacked by slugs. And then the movie doesn't stop from there. Like I'll I'll give it credit. It doesn't it doesn't attempt to. It, it doesn't reach beyond its grasp and try to do anything like Spielbergian, like, we know we have shitty special effects, so let's try to... Spielbergian. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're not going to try to build suspense by not showing the slugs and all this shit. Like, it, like the whole time is nothing but, like, this guy eats a salad, the guy starts feeling sick, the guy, th- you know, his head explodes from slugs, you know? I will say, too, <clears throat> um, while the, the not all the dialogue works in the script, the plot of the script where there's actually some tension between i mean let's be clear the here of this movie is just a health department dude yeah 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 and he gets some other random people like the scientist and the um sewers guy to yeah. help him out but the police are not involved at all and there's a there's a bit of a tension there between him and like them being like what are you doing there's like higher-ups in the government and there's like the the one thing but here's the one thing that i didn't get yeah. was the scene where the guy's head explodes at the at the dinner Yep. It's right after he seals the deal for a like a lucrative real estate deal, like yeah. a shopping center or something yeah. like that. And then like the architect for the architecture firm and the government, they're like they meet with these people afterwards and they're like, "Okay, so the deal's still on, right?" And people are like, "Yeah, yeah, it's still on." And then this guy comes and he's like, "They're fucking slugs that are going to they're going to attack us and blah blah this that the other thing and like we can't, you know, we got to stop this deal before we and the people who just watched this guy's head explode from worms are like skeptical. They're like slugs that attack people really and it's like dude you just saw guys 
head explode with fucking worms. I I don't know. I think that people can justify a lot of, a lot of things. Well, like, the whole thing, like, the, the, what my point was is that, like, part of the tension comes from, like, there's pushback from this local government right. because they want this... They want the shopping center built, and this guy's talking about there being like a toxic waste dump there. Like, also, it should be pointed that construction of this toxic uh, construction of the shopping center is what ripped open the toxic waste dump and got the slugs exposed to this chemical. So, I mean, I think that part of the that the explanation for this it it kind of doesn't work in that um, the slugs would have needed more time to mutate into killer slugs than than to be this fair. Of time. We don't know how long they've been down there. It just seems weird to me, that part. But I, I actually like the tension with the government. This is part of my whole, any time where a horror movie relies as part of its trope on greedy people, it usually wins me over. So like this part of Piranha, it's such a ripoff from Jaws, but the way that they do it, like in Jaws, right, um, it's weird because everyone focuses on... Um, the idea that the mayor in Jaws is like the worst dude ever. And he is, but it's his scenario is less like obviously greedy. Like he's concerned for, I think the whole town. Yeah. He and actually, it, he, he means well, I'll give him credit. He's an asshole. And, yeah, 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 yeah. and like, he's wrong. That's fine. But, but it's a more sympathetic with Piranha. They're like, no, this dude's an actual shitbag. Yeah, actual like, capitalist fucking might, swine. He might stay open even knowing full well the piranhas are real. He might be like, yeah, but I can make some money. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's, that is part of what I liked about Slugs. Uh, again, I'm not, I don't want to suggest that the plot is complicated, but the fact that they put a little bit more thought into what is mostly just a movie of shots of people being attacked by Slugs. <laughs> I mean, it's most of the movie is just the Slugs attacking and this guy trying to figure out what to do. Um, and the climax of the film is again weird that we went for liquid lithium, but because it, it works though, you it know? works. But the thing is, is it's not like I'm trying to th- I'm trying to th- like compare it to something where um they get rid of they 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 kill the creature, they kill they kill the slugs. I I think I don't know they don't because there's one slug left, so they dump this this chemical down there, and it it again this is a chemical that fucking detonates on contact with water and so there's that and also they make it a point to be like there's also a lot of methane down there like it's there's god knows what down there so when they set this bomb off in the sewer which is effectively what they do um we are treated to several shots of a lot of property getting blown up like a house burns down. Sure, a sure. A car get like new like cars get blown up. Like manhole covers get thrown in the air. Like a lot of damage is done. And it seems like almost like Oh, there's a fly in my room that's bothering me. I better get my shotgun. Like it it was almost like that heavy handed like But I, I don't know. I, I don't know again, this is part of the problem about doing a story in which you have killer slugs. <laughs> What else are you gonna do to get rid of I get all it. those slugs? I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know it. what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, also, I will say this, and this is now uh, we thanks to Alligator, we've watched a couple of movies where the sewer explodes. Yeah. Um, the inclination to show that a sewer has exploded by exploding cars is actually not a great. You know, the first like one or two maybe. Yeah. But in this town, multiple cars explode. This is a small town. Yeah, 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 and a few cars explode where you're like. 
unless that car was on a manhole cover, <laughs> yeah, there's no reason that car exploded. But, yeah, but it's just a way to be like explosion, explosion, explosion. Yeah. but and it, um, it it was just it was just weird that it was like the way they like they didn't show like a manhole cover to explode. Like the fact that they chose to show like property being being destroyed, I was just like, uh, I mean, like the and also it's not like there's no scene where, um the heroes are vindicated. This guy who survived has no proof that these fucking slugs existed. That's like, true. This guy is going to get fucking sued by a lot of people because <laughs> he just true. blew up all this shit. Uh, can I... Can I, uh, I uh, this is a side note, but it, I think it's worth mentioning. Both of these movies feature someone spilling deadly chemicals yep. in a greenhouse. Greenhouse gases. I, brought, I, I, I made a note of that. Get, people have so many poisons in their greenhouse do i just not know that much you know my mom was a gardener yeah we didn't have a greenhouse but she was a gardener yeah no poisonous this guy's like chemicals well, this guy's kind. like well i got my uh ammonium nitrate my uh my green thumb food my zyklon b for like what like you know this guy has like tear gas <laughs> Two different movies where it's like you spill one jar and you're in the fucked. greenhouse and you're dead. Yeah, and then like yeah, there's a scene. So there's a scene where this guy, um, I, I, he's a gardener and the slugs. I guess they get in his glove. That's what I was led to believe. Oh my god, this scene. So they get in his glove. Now, if if you put a glove on and there's like a spider or like a snake or something in there. Like a very small centipede. There's a fucking. There's an insect. There's some kind of bee. A fucking bee. There's a bee in your glove. You're gonna be like, oh fuck. You're gonna take the glove off. This guy goes. He there's a slug in there. He puts his hand in. The slug starts biting his hand. Now Liam, if you put your hand in a glove and a slug was in there and a slug bit you, what would you do? I take the glove off. What does this guy do? He chops. He chops his fucking. He chops it. He chops his hand off. Like he goes uh, just to drive home a point. The old guy in the remake of The Blob didn't try to chop his hand off until like several minutes after he realized like, fuck, this thing stuck to my hand. This old guy went from, there's something in my glove, better chop my hand off, and immediately grabs a hatchet. To be fair, I think he tries to take the glove off he, uh, and is unsuccessful. And then he does a couple of thwaps of his hand against the ground to try to kill whatever's in the but glove. How the- but I, I agree with Justin. Even in his panic state to go to, I know... I'll chop, chop my, my hand, hand yeah. off is a bit extreme. Yeah. So in his in his in his And in, then he poisons him and his wife. Poisons him and his wife. His wife is oblivious to all this in the house all the time. So in this fracas, he poisons him and his wife. And then if the, the greenhouse blows up. The, yeah, the greenhouse blows up. So that also we'll talk about that in Frog shortly, how there's also a greenhouse scene where a man is killed by a combination of lizards and gas. Um, what else do we want to talk about? There's also like a weird, they bring up the kids. The kids in this movie are unbearable. Every kid in this movie is unbearable. They range from like snotty teenage girl to fucking nerd. And you know how much we hate nerds on our business. Oh, those fucking nerds. (laughs) With their pocket protectors? And their fucking calculators, their graphing calculators. No, no, Eugene, I don't want to play (laughs) D&D. Yeah. Hey, Morris, Morris, enough with the fucking theater. Get out of here. Always with the theater. So we have like nerds, snotty teenage girls, um, attempted rapists at a Halloween party, um, and then the ever classic 35-year-old man who still dates high school girls. Let's, let's, uh, hold on a second. Well, first of all, I think that guy was actually supposed to be a high school kid. They just, (laughs) they just cast a 35-year-old man to play this high school kid. Um, 
I've mostly defended this movie because, you know, you're shitting on it unfairly. If you say so. I don't think you are, actually. But but I've, I've defended it because one of us should be on the positive side I agree. to some extent. I agree. But I will say this was, and I've seen a lot of movies, so take this as a very strong statement. Yes, take it. This was perhaps the most unnecessary rape scene. Now, let's be clear. Yes, There's, please the, add a coder to that. <laughs> the, the, the rape does not happen. But it's the most, as far as I've seen, a, a movie that did not need a guy being like, "I'm gonna go try to rape." This was now. not. This was not a movie that revolved. Or, this wasn't like a time to kill or a last house on the left or I spit on your grave. Where Miss Forty Five, yes, or Death Wish or any of those movies where rape is presented. It it starts the plot. It's in this film. It's almost a gag. Yeah. Honestly, because the guy is like sort of, he's a creepo, but his creepiness up until this point is played somewhat for laughs. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to go try to rape this girl. Also, it turns out the girl's like making out with this guy and he tries to get the old fingers in and she's like, no, stop. And he's like, fuck, bitch, you fucking frigid, fuck you. And he like walks away. He's like, fuck this, you fucking. He's like talking to his friends. Right. And one of his friends is like, well, if you're not going to get it, well, puts a fucking skeleton mask on. Like a Grim Reaper mask is like watching her. He's in the bushes and then he leaps out and attacks her and tries to rape her. Is unsuccessful. Pushes her down into the sewers where the slugs get her. She she falls. She falls. She falls. falls. Yeah, she falls. She's running away. She falls. Yeah. But 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 it's so unnecessary. All she needs to do is walk off in a huff and fall into the sewer. Yes, yes. She doesn't need to be being chased by the, the rapey, rapey dude. Yeah, the Halloween party sucked enough where she could have just left and it would have been fine. It's it's the thing is is like one of the one of the problems with horror in a rape culture is just using rape as a plot device. Now, again, you might feel like you have a story that you need this horrifying, terrible thing is how you're going to tell your story, and I'm I'm actually unwilling to say that you should never portray rape in any scenario like i think there are lots of times when that might be the story you want to tell but it's always fraught and this is the most casual in my mind use of rape at least that i've ever seen because it has nothing to do with the themes of the movie there's no menacing of women it's it's not even like you could have a movie in which the villain creature evil whatever it is that's the menace is not men but there's a theme of yeah it's called female fear or whatever shivers we did it already We're yeah yeah sure sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure sure so it's part of what's going on there that, that would make sense although I, I i feel like with shivers there's a sort of a suggestion that everyone should just give in and let the thing take over <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> but you know what i mean like in this movie it's so unnecessary that it like really it didn't derail the movie for me because the movie wasn't on the rails <laughs> But if I had been enjoying the movie, like if the movie had been like actually good and this scene was there, it would have ruined the movie for me. Yeah. The whole thing is a shit show that doesn't make sense. So the fact that you have this unnecessary attack, which again, let's be clear, she gets away. It's not as traumatic as it could be. Like all that stuff, fine. If you're someone who for some fucked up reason wants to not make a big deal out of uh, violence against women. If you're a, if you're a fence walker. Yeah, if you're a shitty human. If you're the type who says, yeah, but Jeepers Creepers 3 looks really good. Oh, yeah. There you God, go. Go God, fuck off. God damn it. Yeah, Let's we'll get there. Let's down that rabbit hole right now. We'll get there. But, um, but um, 
yeah if, if that's who you are yeah you could make that case but what you can't make a case for is that it's needed and that alone is enough for me it, it could be the most tasteful use of violence against women that you could imagine but it's unnecessary and i think that is the critique of of rape culture is not just that it exists or that it's portrayed or whatever but that it's used unnecessarily that's made light of yes and in this movie it felt made light of now again the whole movie is a shit show i'm defending it in that i don't think it's the worst thing ever but the whole movie is not that great so it didn't derail the movie for me it just made me go yet another decision i mean the same with the decision of like okay we don't show any slugs and then they go around the corner and then they come back and the other room is full of slugs and you're like have you seen a slug? Yeah. Like the whole point of the slugs is that you couldn't fill a room with them. They're snails. Quickly. They're snails without shells. Yes. They're fucking snails without shells. It gets to the point in the movie where you start to suspect that maybe the slugs are magic. I would believe that they are a, they are a sorcerer's tool for vengeance against this town. Yeah, because they just show up. Yeah. They just don't even. It doesn't make any sense. It's again. I, I don't. Okay. I don't even want to talk again about the fucking people fucking and the slugs showing up. But Liam's right. It, this, this, it, it's, it, it's a, it's a scene that was just kind of like, um, you know, it didn't. It was like I, it, one of the things I was thinking about, you know, afterwards was I was thinking about the eighty-eight version of the Blob, Scott Jeske's sure, death, sure. where it, it's like that's that, like that sets up and uses like Scott Jeske as like a sexual predator, and it you know kind of turns the tables and the jokes on him, and you know this the Blob gets him because he's a fucking rapist and he deserves it, um, but even that was like. That was a scene. That was a character's death. That set up the scene. It was a way for the blob to get to this person. And they also make Scott Jeske out to be a scumbag from the start of that fucking movie. Like, that made sense. That was a, that was a scene where it also came out the same year and looks light years better, but whatever. That was a scene where it was like, okay, like, he was going to do something unmentionable and horrible, but then got killed. All right, whatever. It happens. And I don't, I, I shouldn't say it happens, but you understand what I'm trying to say here. This was a scene where, like Liam said, this girl could have been like, this party sucks. I'm going home. And then walked into the woods and fallen and the slugs got her. They've done so much else. Like, I don't understand why they had to have this complicated series of events that involved a man trying to rape her to get her in the sewer. The whole thing doesn't make sense, too, in the sense that, like, the point of this movie is that the slugs are in the sewer and all the homes are connected because of the sewer. Why do we have an extended scene in the woods anyway? Yeah. Like, of all the sets that you... I mean, now, let's be clear. This movie was filmed in upstate New York and in goddamn Madrid, Spain. So a lot of the movie visually does it's, not it's work. Disjointed. It's disjointed. It's, 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 it it's not easy on the eyes. Right. But still, as hard as it might have been to find believable set pieces or, or background, you know, settings or whatever, um, the fact that you've established this theme of the slugs come from the sewer. I know. Let's have the teenagers partying in the woods. Where there are no sewers. Where there are no I mean, eventually she finds a thing she falls into that we're supposed to believe is connected to the sewers. It looks more like a storm thing, but whatever. But the point is that, like, it's so... That whole thing is unnecessary. Yeah. And then add on top of it this element. It's just... I don't want to... Look, hey, if you're looking for a dumb movie to watch with your friends... You could do better than Slugs. Let's just put it out there. Like, the reality is, Slugs was fine. I will definitely defend it in some ways, in that I think it's gross. And I think there are aspects of it that are a lot of fun in, in their own way. But it, it, it's not a great movie. And when it comes to like 
fun, shitty movies, you could actually do better than this. You could actually do much better than Slugs. So, you know, I, I, I'm i not mad we saw it. It's it's considered a classic by weirdos. Yeah. But people it's who fine. don't know any better. I mean, it, it's... Uh, whatever i'm done talking about slots <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna take, take a, a quick break we're gonna come back we're gonna be talking about 1972's frogs <laughs> which is a fitting end to our series on when animals attack because i put to you that this is the ultimate when animals attack movie Ooh, that's interesting all right we'll be back suppose nature gave a war and everybody came the snakes the birds the lizards and frogs and suppose that the polluters, the species on Earth called man, were the enemy in that war. I still believe man is master of the world. And then suppose that the human race lost. Sam Elliott, Joan Van Ark, Adam Rourke, Judy Pace. First of all, we're going to have to try to find our Stuart and Michael. I'll be very honest with you. I don't think we will. Not alive, anyway. You're talking big because you're the only one making any sense around here. But whether we find him or not, we've got to get off this damn island. All of us, now! And I am asking to get the hell out of here with someone or by myself. talk about 1972's frogs directed by george mcgowan who directed mostly tv series including episodes of war of the worlds seeing things night heat heart to heart fantasy island the littlest hobo the mod squad starsky and hutch and charlie's angels it was released on night on march 10th 1972 it was written by robert hutchinson who did remember me and outside in and robert blees who did airwolf columbo dr fibes rises again the black scorpion the glass web and project ufo Starring Ray Milland, who is in Moulin Rouge, The Flying Scotsman, Just the Gigolo, which, contrary to what people think, is not a story about me. The Glass Key, Her Jungle Love, Everything Happens at Night, Lady in the Dark, So Evil My Love, Beagles in the Afternoon, Dial M for Murder, and I didn't realize this until afterwards, my man was in X, The Man with the X-Ray Eyes. Oh, wow. That movie is so fucking good. Uh, Also starring Joan Van Ark, who was in Bonanza, Hawaii Five-O, Barnaby Jones, Dallas, Knott's Landing, Touched by an Angel. The Young and the Restless, My Name is Earl, Nip Tuck and Archer, Adam Rourke, who was in Hell's Angels on Wheels, Nam's Angels, The Savage Seven, The Man from Uncle, Star Trek, The Mod Squad, 
Judy Pace, who was also in The Mod Squad, Bewitched, Batman, The Thomas Crown Affair, Shaft, Brian Song, a bunch of other stuff. But the main actor, motherfucking Sam Elliott, without a mustache in this movie. Sam Elliott, who you might know from Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and a fucking million great movies. Like Ghost Rider and Marmaduke. <laughs> so, uh, frogs. Let's talk about, let me get my notes. Let me get my notes ready for frogs. So, frogs. So, uh, frogs, I think, is fucking great from the get-go. Because the opening credits are so cool and so... Nothing too crazy fancy. Um, opens up with my man Sam Elliott. He's out in a boat on a canoe in this lake. He's like taking pictures. And the way the opening credits are done is like it would show him like lining up the shot and then it would show what he was taking the picture of. And then it would click. And when it would click, there'd be a freeze frame. And then that credit would appear over the image. So let's say he's taking a picture of a frog. It would be like snap and it would say like, you know, a George McGowan production. You know, whatever. And then starring Sam Elliott. Uh, another cool thing is I, I took a note about is like, in the beginning, it what sounds like background music, it's just this low drone, is actually the engine of the boat that's approaching. Because what happens is, is my man Sam Elliott is on this boat, and all of a sudden, some fucking dude and his girl, or his sister, are driving a motorboat, like a speedboat, and they swamp Sam Elliott. They almost hit him. Like, he tip, 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 tips the canoe over. Sam, like, you know, falls out of the boat. You know, they feel bad. So they, you know, they pull him out of the water. There's a really cool scene where, you know, Sam pulls the guy in while he's like, you know, giving it his hand, giving him his hand. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, like our, our, our grandfather's, it's his 4th of July picnic on our island. So they go to this island. There's this giant mansion. And um, it's, uh, what's his name? Ray Milan plays uh, Jason Crockett, Grandpa Crockett. And um, it's also his birthday weekend. So there's all these people there, all these like family members, and there's all this like inner family drama, and you know stuff starts happening. Like people start disappearing, um, animals start acting up, people start dying by tarantula bites, lizard bites, um, alligators, snapping turtles, and you see where this is going. Um, and then it's you know led you know the it's led to a showdown of you know they have to get off the island and you know get out of there. But the trick it you know the big reveal is it's happening everywhere. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So that's why we think that's why we said this was like the ultimate because it's called frogs, but um, I actually made a list of animals that kill people or threaten people that aren't frogs because the frogs don't actually do anything. The frogs are kind of like the stock shot of any time they needed to like show to show to build tension. They would just show little shots of and their toads. Really, they don't. I don't think they really show any real frogs. They're toads hopping around. But here are some animals in frogs that attack people and they are not frogs. Uh, every kind of snake, tarantulas, alligators, baby alligators, leeches, geckos, anoles, which are the pet store chameleons, uh, a pair of monitor lizards who have a bad attitude and are always hissing at people, turtles, and butterflies, but no frogs. Frogs don't actually kill anyone. Um, despite that, I think this movie is actually really, really good. Yeah. Like, I really like this movie. I mean, it's it's bad in the sense of it's a low-budget B-movie. It's not well-made, but it's still... It, it is so effective. It is... Well, again, we pla- we we paired Slugs and Frogs, obviously, because of the names. Like, because they're mortal enemies, and yeah, we yeah. thought well, it'd be interesting to see what would happen. And slugs are always eating frogs. 
No, frogs are always eating slugs. Oh, my bad. Um, no, no, no. Obviously, the names are why we paired them. But I actually think it's interesting because both of these are low-budget, uh, high, quote-unquote, concept <laughs> animal attack films. Could you call this movie low-budget, though? I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't get I couldn't find the budget of it. Yeah, definitely. I would say it's probably exceedingly low. But, I mean, they got Sam Elliott and, and, and Ray Millard and all these other people. Yeah, but, um, well, first of all, Sam Elliott was no one when they got him. Oh, really? Yeah, no one knew who that who he was. At that he's point. so fucking, he's like the definition of rangy in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed that IMDb doesn't have the budget thing. It's also worth noting Sam Elliott does not have a mustache in this movie. I mean, which is weird. So one of the uh, one of the trivia's says that they couldn't afford to get birds for the bird attack scenes, so it's all superimposed footage. I mean, um, and apparently many of the five hundred Florida frogs and a hundred giant South American toads purchased for use in the film escaped during production. I believe it. I'm sure that where, where, where was this, this movie was what shot in Florida? Yeah, I guarantee that there are still fucking toads down there that are the descendants of the fucking things used in this movie. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're also invasive species. Yeah, they're like they're just, just... this eco movie that's pro uh, the environment uh, inadvertently probably ruined that whole. Yeah, area. they they because there are fucking toads everywhere in this movie. Um, so one of the one of the things that I I thought was like. Uh, yeah, I, I, let me and let me just say this from the start. I'm not gonna nothing. I'm gonna say about this movie. I I mean I mean endearingly. I mean I, everything I'm about to say. I'm about to say with love because I did like this movie. Um, Sam Elliott's character's name is Pickett Smith. So ridiculous. Which sounds like a fucking oil tycoon. Um. Uh, just it was just like some of the, some of the most like ridiculous parts of this movie is like they're complaining about these frogs the whole time. They're like these fucking things keep us up at night and they're just always making noise and it's like yeah, you you live on an island in florida in a lake like that's what what did you expect they would just go away um so grandpa who, who fucking sucks in this movie uh his argument is like one of the ways he suggests to get rid of the frogs is you just go dump oil out in the water just just go it'll you know and and like they consider that for a second like oh that might work but uh uh grandpa is Ray Millard's character, Jason Crockett, is so unlikable in this movie. This dude is like, there are people fucking dying. His kids die at one point. And 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 Sam Elliott is like, we have to get off this island. And this guy's like, nope, this is my birthday weekend and we're going to celebrate it. Like, I, I made a note that Ray Millard in this movie is like Grandpa from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre if they gave him too much blood and he got like animated and like riled up. Like, that's exactly what this guy is like. Well, I think it's a suggestion that this guy is kind of like what the South. This isn't a movie that um, I feel like if you watch this now, you would say that the family are just Republicans. Like, Yeah. Um, except, and, and in fact, I would say this is a better representation of potential Trump voters than people now. When they say Trump voters, they just mean like toothless rednecks, yeah, who drive the, trucks. And in reality, if you look at the statistics, mostly it was you know soulless rich people who yes. voted for Trump, and that's who these people are. That like no one loves the grandfather; they're all there for money. They, he's they admit die. it. They admit it. Um, the grandfather is actually weirdly has aspects to him that are not so bad but those what's funny is every time he does something semi-decent it just highlights all the times he's a monster what did he do that was semi-decent well he's the, i mean 
he's a little hostile to Sam Elliott at first because he's an environmentalist. And then after a while, he's okay. kind of like, oh, okay, you seem like an all right gentleman. So, you know, and then, of course, it's he's just like, so I'll let you in on this whole thing about whatever. And in other words, it's like, because you know, at first you could, at least maybe this is just my prejudice, but I could just be like, look, he's a man with a funny accent and money in the South. So he's a monster. Yeah. And what the movie go- does is go, Ooh, actually, he's a human, but he's even worse than you think he is, which yeah. makes you hate him even more. Because he could, in multiple situations, he's not just a caricature. He could make the right decision. Yes, and he just keeps being like, because like no. he, he like the, the escape is possible. They have a boat. Yes. They could yes. very easily get off this island. Yes, but he's like, nope, I'm staying here because we crockets, we stand our ground. And his his kids aren't just gonna fucking leave him there for better or worse. They want his money. They care about him. They're not just gonna leave him there. And he's just like, looks like you're stuck here then. And it's like you're just being an asshole. You're just right. being like an old crockety asshole. Right, crockety, crockety. Yeah. Um. But uh, it, it, it's funny because the way this movie felt is, and I actually said this to Liam at one point. This feels like a, like a Get Out setup. Like the one, the one, um, the one son has like um, his wife is African American, and it feels like girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, and it feel like at one point she has like. Um, she has like a conversation with the maid who is also, and she's like, you know, we got to like, she, they kind of have like, we got to together talk. And the maid's like, yeah, yeah, you can, we'll watch out for you. And I'm like, that's because your grandpa's fucking wife and the body of the fucking help now. Like, I know what's going on. Uh, but it, it, it's like everyone in this movie is so like, like the one son is always drunk and like belligerent and he just hates Sam Elliott. Like they talk about having this friendly wager and, um, Grandpa is just like a lot. A lot of stuff comes from like Grandpa is like sending people out to like to like the phone goes down, so you got to go check the phone out, go see if it's there, and then he weirdly entangles Sam Elliott in this like kind of plot to hide the. I, I don't know if it was the gardener or what, but somebody dies, and Sam Elliott found, finds the body, and he goes back and he's like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second by yourself? I found that man. He's dead." He's like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. I know you're a complete stranger." but we're going to cover this up and keep it from everyone. And Sam Elliott is like weirdly cool with that. He is and he isn't. He keeps saying we need to tell someone. Yeah. But he understands not wanting to tell the family and get them upset. I guess. But but I, I think that the grandfather wants to cover it up because he just doesn't want to deal with it. And yeah, because he keeps talking about how this is my week and we're going to celebrate and like... I just... I, I Like, it, it, the, the most frustrating thing about this movie is again is like... Like there's no, there was no real threat, um, and there was always an out. There was always a way out for them, and it was always like complicated by this fucking asshole old guy. Yeah, to the point of where he was almost like a secondary villain. Right. Um. I mean, I I, I would actually suggest, and this is what makes it eco terror, is that he is the villain. That um, that the the though the animals are dangerous, and and we do pull for Sam Elliott. They are the result of hubris. Yeah, this it, it's almost like they're avenging angels. Like, like it, it, it's like the actual the actual monsters are the people because what's happening to them is because of just like a general nature. It's like nature kind of replaces God. Yeah, and these are the avenging angels of nature are reptiles apparently. Not the not the family dog. Family dog is like uh, uh, I'm in on it. Colonel, I don't, I don't have a problem. I, I like Colonel. He was he was okay. See, uh, I was like, 
yo, Colonel, clearly now is the revolutionary moment, yeah. and you're staying as a collaborator. You're literally a lapdog. Yeah. You're literally Colonel. a capitalist yeah. lapdog. I was going to make a... I'd, never mind, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I mean, first of all, you don't need to be a fucking zoologist to immediately be concerned at the variety of reptiles on oh, this Also, r- r- real quick, just before we get onto this, it should be pointed out that the reason it's also like very man against nature is because Grandpa is an industrialist, right? And he hates the environment. He yeah. hates the, the the EPA. He hates environmental yeah. regulations. Yeah. And so this is definitely they really drive it home that this is about the animals getting back in. But go and on. and they're polluting on the island too. Like when he was taking pictures, he was taking pictures of these random pipes. Yeah, that would just pour goo into the yeah. water. It's <laughs> like it's the for no reason. It's just one house on the island. Yeah. That you you are shown that there's literally nothing on this island but this one mansion. Yeah. And yet there are just pipes with shit. Just gushing shit into the water. And so like the animals are and plus you've already found out they've dumped oil in the water a couple of times yeah. trying to kill all these frogs. And it's funny because he's like uh Ray Millard's like, it's interesting, isn't it? And Sam Elliott's like, What well, he's like, all this money in the world and I can't get rid of these goddamn frogs. And it's like well, what else have you tried? Like napalming the island? <laughs> oh my god! But and and of course, just the attitude, right? Like it is actually, in that sense, an intelligent way of pointing out that, like, if you, as a human, look at nature and go, "How do I get rid of all these fucking frogs?" That might show that you are going about nature the wrong he way. He actually says, Ray Millard says at one point when he says to Sam Elliott, "Like, why do you have such a problem with this?" Like. There's no reason man shouldn't exercise his power right. over nature. Right. Samuel, it's like I don't think that's a good good idea. Like, but yeah, what go go on what you're saying about the zoologist and you don't have to be a goddamn zoologist <laughs> to know that they're immediately there. The species on the island are not right. There's, no, there's monitor lizards, which uh, to be fair. Justin had to point out to me because I thought they were Gila monsters. I don't fucking know the difference. The same, they might as well be Gila monsters. Like they're like these lizards were like, and there was always two of them. There was always two like. They're like there, the hyenas from there, Poof and Roger there Rabbit. Are, there are giant lizards. There are little lizards. There's like literally a swarm of geckos. There's fucking frogs slash toads everywhere. 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 There's every, like literally every snake. There's a cobra, a fucking boa constrictor, a python, what's supposed to be a water moccasin, but I think they just threw a snake into the fucking yeah. water. A rat. There's like a couple rattlesnakes and like different kinds of rattlesnakes too. Different kinds In of the same scene. That's supposed, it, like there's this one scene where the one guy's like menaced by a rattlesnake and like, it, like okay, the, the the setup for this movie is like there'd be like someone's walking and they'll it'll cut to a shot of like a rattlesnake like wiggling its tail like rattling and then it'll cut back to the guy and he's like oh and then it cuts back to a different fucking snake like a different like like I don't mean to be nitpicky and be like well it's an Eastern Eastern Diamondback and that's a Western Diamondback it's a different fucking rattlesnake it's not like it's like like a different species like a I don't care about that as much but I think that uh, what that there's two things to that I actually think. The use of the variety of animals actually heightens the tension. Like, yeah. I think it actually is good because you're, you know, as an audience member, that something's wrong. It makes it supernatural that the yeah, natural yeah, yeah, world yeah, is rebelling. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a whole thing with Sam Elliott where I, that he should know that something's wrong. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, um, <clears throat> the one thing I will say that is missing from the film, sort of thematically, right? So the film hints by having the 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 uh, black girlfriend, which they only you notice they keep saying like, 
when the son, they're very coy about race with this movie. The son's like, now that I brought you home, he's going to be so upset, you know, since you're young and sexy. <laughs> and you're like, just say black. Yeah. Just say she's black. Your, your father's a piece of shit. We know. Just yeah. say it. And then all the help is black. And then there's even that solidarity moment between the girlfriend and the maid. But it's played for awkwardness because the maid's kind of like, look, lady, we might be both black here, but your life is not my life. So yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. we're like, on the same team. I work for this rich asshole. You're from the city doing who knows yeah, what. You're like. literally a fashion model and yeah. I clean up shit. So, Actually, because he's in a fucking wheelchair too. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So, and that moment is played for laughs. But like, what would have been interesting to me is what 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 were what the movie highlights. I think is a '70s version of a of a critique of something specific, which is like you have these industrialists, which side note are capitalists, and that's sort of so. This it's it is it's not as explicit as it could be, but it wouldn't be that hard to sh- point out that the critique of people who hurt the environment is a critique of capitalism. Yes, sort of inherently. But then they never make the next step to like, also, these are fucking shitty white people who don't care about this place. And that's also related to what they're doing. Yes, yes. That actually trying to separate out whiteness, capitalism, and being a capitalist, and then even a colonial mindset of this land, which does not at any point belong to us like yeah the movie doesn't make a native american reference but like it could have and it wouldn't be as gross as movies are that usually do that because they're in the woods in florida yes you know what i mean like someone lived there before then in the hands of a lesser filmmaker there very easily could have been like a mystical native american sure 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 sure. but i don't think it would have been as bad as it could have been no no but the, no. But the point is is that there's a few things wrong with this family and so i kind of wish they had made some of that more explicit but they really just focus on the environmental aspect but that's a critique but it still works because nature righteously i i Again, let's take Orca, for example. I'm supposed to feel bad for, for Orca. <laughs> You're still buying into my naming yeah, him Orca. I yeah. love it. Go on. Um, Orca is supposed to be sympathetic. And yeah. we're supposed to be kind of like, yeah, Orca, burn that fucking village down. Yeah. But like, I, I just don't get there. I just don't care. I, I feel bad for Orca, but it's not the same thing. In this movie, I don't necessarily feel bad for the animals, but the people are so shitty that other than Sam Elliott, I'm like, yeah, fuck those no, the guy with the black girlfriend, he and his girlfriend, they're okay. Uh, I, I feel bad for the girlfriend. Okay. That guy is not that great. He's only there for the money, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually think even the girlfriend... I think mistakenly they try to make a little skeevy. They try to make her a little like not great. Yeah, yeah. She, I, it doesn't work for me. I think she's fine. But yeah. I just think like... The, 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 she's not as endearing as she could be. Or exactly, yeah. as she should be. It's, it's Really, it's Sam Elliott and then the youngest daughter, which, of course, the youngest daughter is who Sam Elliott like, kind of is romantically interested in. Yeah. And that's also not played very well. Like, I just thought that... They're actually, they're, there's actually more sexual tension between Sam Elliott and her brother, because at one point, like, Sam Elliott gets out of the shower and he's got his shirt over his shoulder. He's like... Hey, thanks for uh, giving me a ride here. And the guy's like, yeah, you see that? I used to play sports. I was a football player. I haven't gained an ounce ounce of weight since then. You see my wife out there? Yeah, it's my wife. And Sam's like, cool. And I'm like, are they going to just start 69ing and like the maid walks in? Like, like, no, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I I actually made a note. Like, there's so much homo. They're they're standing there and he's like, let's go get some dry clothes. Like, what the fuck? Well, I do think it's playing with a lot of themes that you could connect to other movies, like the unhealthy family with the one like sort of 
young sprightly one who's not yet corrupted by the evil of the family yes yes or the whole homoerotic theme that this guy has to dominate his brothers and his uncle yes. and his cousin and there's this all this whole thing to it and <clears throat> anyways the point is is that um there's a lot of different things going on under the surface then also they're being killed by animals and the animals have uh, slightly creative ways. I mean, I thought the spider scene was pretty good. Where, where they animate the moss apparently to attack that guy. Well, they really want you to believe that that moss is spider webs. No, no, because they show the spider webs. The spider webs and the moss are different. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it so crazy. It works though. It works. Yeah, and then Clint dies in the the, the greenhouse with the gas that they have. The greenhouse. Yet gas. again, if you're gonna have poison in your greenhouse. One jar of poison is sufficient. Yes. Both of these greenhouses, multiple jars of poison yeah. that then make your poisoning by the creatures, whether it be slugs or geckos. Yeah. It's easier for them to fuck your shit up. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Uh, Maybe some vents in the greenhouse, too. I don't know. Yeah, just a, like a door or a window. Um, no, like I, I kind of want to go back to what you said about how the, the, the just the environment and like how they they don't care that they're poisoning these animals. It's, it's also like they... Uh, I think the attitude of Jason Crockett in this movie is Ray Millard's character is like, it, it's kind of like a vaguely, who's the fucking philosopher that like had that attitude that was it John Locke who had, there's no real value. There's no inherent value in like land or nature until we impose it. Like there's no, I mean, that's, uh, that sounds like uh, Adam Smith, but I don't know. Uh, some, some flaw. And it, it just, that's, that's, you know, Sam Elliott is the guy who's just like has his camera and he's just like, I like being outdoors, I like taking pictures, I like being in nature. I like appreciating it. Whereas Ray Millard is like, how can this make me money? Like, yeah, it's that, <clears throat> I mean, this is the, the issue with uh, capitalism. And, they should have gone and, further with that is what and I'm you saying. Could, you could do this criticism, this critique of capitalism could come. I mean, whenever we say this is capitalism, I'm sure someone listening to this is like, you fucking commie scum. But I think a, this isn't just, in fact, I would say you, this is a stronger critique from the more the anarchist tradition of private property that like this dude looks at these fucking woods and he's like, look, it either is nothing or it's property. Yes. And once yes. it's property, I can do with it what I want because this it's is mine private. and it's I'm not leaving. That's another thing. Yeah. And, and the idea that you just take a bunch of land and then you can do whatever the fuck you want and it's not going to affect anyone and it doesn't matter. Like, we now know enough about ecology that if somehow he had enacted his frog holocaust and fucking eradicated all these frogs, that would actually probably fuck over that environment for generations. Yes. And it wouldn't just affect his shitty little island with one nice house on it. It would affect the whole area. But the way we think about private property is like if I bought some... And this is not, not an insignificant piece of land, but I could buy a giant piece of land right now in Pennsylvania. And in theory, because it's my property, I could do all kinds of crazy things. Now, we've enacted some rules around that. I mean, I'm sure Orange 45 wants to roll some of those back. But there's a lot of leeway you have, at least philosophically, because of the concept of private property. Yeah. And I think that's what the movie sort of points out is like, in a sense, whether it's your island or not, the nature on this island is its own thing. Yeah, it's not and if, yours. And if you don't respect it, it's going to fuck your shit up. And it does. It yep. fucking decimates these people. Um, and then, so, I mean, Sam Elliott and company, they almost don't make it out alive. Uh, they're attacked by several snakes and an alligator. And there's, um, once they get off the island, they, they catch a ride. 
with this woman and her two sons, or woman and her sons, like, yeah, we were just a Boy Scout camp. Check out this frog I found. And he pulls out this, it's a frog the size of a fucking puppy. And it's like, you know, freeze frame, dramatic freeze frame. And then it goes on to show Jason Crockett's death, I guess, and Colonel. I'm sad about, I think Colonel, Colonel got away. I think Colonel just got Just believe it. I just want to believe that Colonel got away. Yeah, you would pull for the collaborator. I would. Hey, you know what? I got a soft spot. I understand him. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus, what was I going to say about this? Uh, the fucking deaths. Let's talk about some of the deaths in this movie. Oh, you were you were just wrapping up the end of the movie. So they, they find out that the rest of the world is... is they allude to the rest of the world being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, I mean, not to be all like, like what fucking animal around here is going to attack us. To be fair, none of the animals that attacked them were from around there. Almost. No, but I mean, like, but I'm, I'm saying, the like, alligator. The alligator. Um, but I mean, like, if I step... Uh, not, not, there might be a deer that might attack me, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Um, no, deer... I mean, if you if we had a yard full of raccoon slug style, like you just walked outside, and instead of a raccoon, or even a, a couple thousand raccoons, raccoons. There's a thousand raccoons, I'd and they terrified. suddenly have cat teeth. They already do have, kind of have cat teeth. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. They're also they got the little hands that can get in the places. Um. So the deaths in this movie, it, it's they're more believable than slugs. Like that's one thing I give this movie credit for is at no point is there any situation where a person is like when they set this up, they're on an island. Now, if slugs had taken place on this island, it would have made it believable. Like if people on this island sure. being, being attacked by slugs, because sure. there's a woman who's attacked by leeches at one point. Sure, sure, sure. But like. The way these people die, it's so like one woman is attacked by what we're led to believe is a snapping turtle, but it is not a snapping turtle. I don't think I think it was just like a sea turtle that they fucking beached. And oh <laughs> like they're like, menace her, menace her. Oh um, a man is there, there. There's one scene where he's like Crockett's assistant where he's out looking for somebody and he walks by an alligator and he doesn't see it. And the alligator like starts like following him, like kind of like and I'm like how the fuck does this guy not know there's an alligator right behind him and then the alligator like corners him into um, like a pond full of several other alligators and you know you know what happens he you know it's he gets eaten by alligators he there's also people there's a woman who's menaced by baby alligators which I thought was pretty cool or maybe they were caimans I'm not as well I just I don't know um, but yeah like the deaths in this movie they were all like ridiculous but they were all the one thing they had over slugs is that they were all Given the situation that the, that the people were in, they were all believable. Like when Sam Elliott is on a boat, he's attacked by a water snake and an alligator. That happens. Yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, people are in the woods, they get attacked by spiders. Like all this stuff. Oh, well, according to IMDb, that was a later development. That the original plan for this film was to have it be more funny. Okay. And so the original deaths were like totally ridiculous. Just animals that should not kill you, killing you. And then it was in production. They thought, you know what? Let's let's make it a little more serious. The goofy thing isn't working. Let's be a little more serious. But what's funny is that while I I think the seriousness of what they did is more amusing yes. than if they had done something totally. Because dumb. even if you look up, if you're if you're if you want, do a, a Google image search for frogs movie poster. The poster is literally a frog with a human hand sticking out of its mouth, and the tagline is like. Um, green cold green skin against warm human flesh it's so like and I think maybe that poster was made when they were trying to focus more on like the campy aspects of it before they they decided to make it this like actual horror movie um, but yeah it, it uh it, it, it I don't understand why this why this movie is, is called uh, it's called it's called frogs 
Oh yeah, you could you could you could just make it like yeah, you know, nature attacks or something like that. Or yeah, whatever. but but it is it is um, you know we've said that a theme of of animal text movies are either revenge on humans or some sort of science fucking with animals. Yeah, th- this is... Stepping over. What's interesting is this one doesn't necessarily have the science thing, but it certainly has the hubris, like that we don't care, and now the animals are making us pay for our hubris. It's sort of like if you imagine Sylvester Stallone's 1986 neo-crime classic, Cobra, where Jeez. crime is the disease and Marion Cobretti oh is the cure. Oh. It's almost like man and capitalism is a disease oh. and these animals are the cure. That's an accurate description of this movie. All right, anything else you want to say about Frost? Jason Crockett is not the Night Slasher from Cobra. <laughs> he is not. Um, no, this movie was fun. I really like this movie. I like everything. It, it works. It's a lot more watchable than Slugs. I, I, I think that it is, it is a very enjoyable film. I think it has a certain uh, heart to it, and it's well done. I think the comparison with Slugs is slightly unfair because I think Slugs is just not got its shit together. But it's fun in its own way, too. But I prefer frogs. I, I I really think frogs is pretty good. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's also like I've said, you know, we said numerous times, it's a fitting end to this series because it is the ultimate. I, th- I I think I really do think it is the the ultimate when animals attack movie. Yeah. All right. So that was slugs and frogs. Yeah. Um. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to all four parts. I hope of animals gone wild. Um. We might. Who knows? Maybe we'll do more animals animal attack movies. Um, I'm sure we will sometime. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to be doing a few more episodes coming up soon. We got the episode with Brendan Foley and John Wren. We're going to be talking about the Muschietti version of It. That should be fun. In a few weeks, we're doing an episode with Graveyard Shift Sisters. That should be cool. Um, we've been trying to do that for a minute now, and it's it's finally getting out. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, as always, I guess, shout out to... No, what am I talking about? Shout out. Uh, you should go to Cinepunks.com and check out some of the other podcasts on our network, including Cinepunks, The Mandate, Black Sun Dispatches, Loud Fast Philly, Civil Society. Um, there's a information for our Patreon link in there if you want to throw us some money, because even though we just spent an episode shit-talking capitalists, we ourselves are capitalists. We live in a capitalist society, unfortunately. We just want to live. I don't, we just want to live. I don't know that I'm on board, but I'm willing not to die. I, do, I don't want to die. Um... I do want to say just, you know, I don't think we've, we've said it on here. Um, it shouldn't have to be said and it, this shouldn't be a controversial stance, but fuck Victor Salva and fuck you. If you, if you pay money to see Jeepers Creepers three, it's maddening. I've dealt with so much of this shit in the past few weeks, fucking people justifying fence walkers, justifying seeing this movie. Um, you know, I, we kind of earlier were busting on our, you know, mutual friend, Bob Wilson, but he even he's a guy who who he's not a horror person at all and he's not a very political person even he gets that you know you shouldn't fucking support this guy like it, it's it's like I, I put on twitter like everyone's like man like screwdrivers racist but man all screwed up is a good record it's like yeah but there are better bands that sound like that that aren't racist like jeepers creepers 3 and all the jeepers creepers movies you want to watch horror movies go watch the thing you know go watch frogs or slugs there's no moral quandaries with these movies don't give fucking don't give a fucking convicted pedophile money. Just don't do it, and don't do some bullshit justifications about Roman Polanski. Because fuck him too, and fuck Woody Allen, and you know, just fuck all these people. But you know, 
don't be an asshole about it and, and stop criticizing people for protesting it. It's fucking bullshit. Fuck Victor Salva and fuck you if you support him. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, there are lots of ways in which I try not to push people too hard. But when it comes to this, I just don't understand. I don't understand the need for him, for people to be like, I can't give up on Victor Salva. I, I need to watch Powder again or... <laughs> Whatever the fuck, like, dude, it, dude is not that good in the first place. Yeah, what you're giving up is not that much. At least with Polanski, he's made some good movies. So when I tell you don't support Roman Polanski, it's like, oh, that's hard, man. Like that's some good movies. Um, or you know, example Woody Allen. But but for me, with Salva, I think more than those other two, though, you can make an argument it's the same as true with Polanski. But 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 whatever. I think that with Salva, because his crime was so tied up with the movies he made and with the movies he continues to make, both in the way he brutalized that um, young man, uh, but also now in the stories he chooses to tell and the way he chooses to tell them, that I don't understand the separation. And I get it. Like, well, he went to jail. He served his time. and I, I mean, just, he didn't, but that's neither here nor there. I just don't think that's sufficient. And I don't think that means, again, I'm not saying... Let's go find Victor Salva and murder him. No. But that's the way people act like we're saying it. All I'm saying to you is consider seeing not that movie. Consider not giving this man your money. Yeah. And two studios, consider like not paying him to do this. I'm not convinced that because he has directed films, he now may do no other job. And the only way he can live as a human is to continue to direct film. Yes. I mean, if that's true, then let him make some uh, shitty pornography for the internet. Do it. Yeah, that's fine. That has nothing to do with me. I don't give a fuck about that. But the, the reality is, like, he came out of this situation and just got work. Yeah. And then made a movie that's also creepy if you know what he did. Yes. So, like, Powder's disgusting if you know what he did. Yeah. So was Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. So, again, I, I guess I, I don't want to, for people who just didn't know, okay, that's fine. For people who up to this point have justified it, take this to be the chance to be the guy who doesn't do that or the girl who doesn't do that. Be that person. Yeah. It, 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 sure, it might make others uncomfortable. Sure, you're going to miss the cinematic achievement that is Jeepers Creepers You're going to find out where the, where the, where the, what Liam called the Jeeper. You're going to find out where the Jeeper came from. Oh, no. Like, oh, man, the Jeeper backstory. I guarantee his story is not good enough to fucking, it's not good enough. It's not worth paying. Vic- I my guarantee guess is, it. My guess is he abused children. That's probably his backstory. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's yeah, strange. So. But by a guy who fucking abused children in, uh, it's, it, it's just strange that, that would, that's where the origin of the Creeper comes from. Or he yes. himself was abused. Oh, that would make it that okay. That would make him sad. Yeah, that would oh. make it okay. Look, all right, I'm not trying to make light of a tough situation, but I just think on our end, just don't do it. Yeah, it's not fuck that you hard. if you support Victor Salva. It's not that hard. Don't do it. Yeah, just all say right. no. Like, literally, it comes out this week. Go see that twice. If you see it and you're like, man, I really need to see a horror movie again, horror movie again, go see it. Or just don't go see fucking Cheapers Creepers 3. <sighs> all right, we should wrap up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just as always... Give us a review on iTunes. Um, three to five stars, if you think we deserve it. <laughs> Jesus. Download, download, download. Um, and as always, check out www.cinepunks.com for this and more podcasts. Uh, shoot us a message at theharbiz at gmail, and um, we'll send you some free shit. We got new stickers coming up. We should have t-shirts soon. Um, we're working on that. But uh, yeah, yeah. 
as always, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned because we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. And um, until next time, stay sluggy. I mean, spoopy. Bye.